Hello, and welcome to a Thursday evening edition of Dating Kiki Presents. We are at the first Thursday of June. Yeah, every time I get one of these like new benchmarks, I'm just like, June already, my God. Um, but um, Lila's saying she can't hear me. Uh, can, can everyone else hear me? But um, I'm going to have to keep going. Uh, so I am um, here to uh, introduce our uh, tonight's presentation. Uh, we have Veer Kodo uh, here to do the latest episode of Keeping Secrets. And Veer, uh, uh, take it away. Thank you. So, uh, uh, welcome to Keeping Secrets. I am Veer Kodo, as uh, Ryan said. Keeping Secrets is a web series produced by Dating Kinky about the intersection of kink and privacy. In this series, we'll be talking about the hidden dangers, hidden allies, and practical steps that you can take to protect yourself and your community. We give you the information and tools to help you make informed decisions that are right for you. These webinars are recorded live and then released as a podcast. So if you're interested in participating and you're comfortable sharing, you can join us for questions just like the wonderful people that are joining me live here are right now. I am your host, Javier Koto. I am a geek, a kinkster, and a privacy advocate. Uh, you can check out my website at virkoto.com. You can email me directly, veer at virkoto.com, or I'm on FetLife at, as virkoto, all one word. The opinions expressed in the series are my own. Your mileage may vary. Consult your doctor if after taking my advice, you have an erection that lasts more than four hours. So in this series, we always start off by asking why. In the in March, and by the way, if you haven't heard it, um, I'll have a link to it. Either I will or someone else will uh, in the chat uh, during the break. Anyway. In March, we showed how some web browsers actively spy on you. And for kinky folks like you and me, there is vulnerability in being spied on. You could be outed by an advertiser, or your information could be sold to someone, or put in a government database. And so we explored well over a dozen web browsers to see which ones were best for privacy and which ones we should stay away from. The feedback I got from that webinar was that people enjoyed it, but they wanted more. They said, aside from browser selection, are there additional steps that someone can take in terms of settings or plugins that could make your browsing even safer? And the answer to that is absolutely there is, and that's what we'll be exploring tonight. So uh, in the previous webinar, uh, spoilers, <laughs> we uh, boiled down, uh, I think it was 12 web browsers down to basically four for everyday use, uh, Firefox, Vivaldi, Bromite, and Safari. Um, my main browser of choice on all platforms is Firefox, and it's still Firefox. So that's well, where we'll be putting, um, well, I'll be putting most of my focus. I've also changed my mind a bit since March uh, on Bromite. And now my recommendation is if you do need a Chromium-based browser, I recommend Vivaldi um, including, I'm sorry, Vivaldi on Android. On iOS, I still recommend Firefox. By the way, I still recommend Firefox above Vivaldi, but um, if you're on iOS, I still recommend Firefox, but Safari is also a decent choice. 
Um, one downside of Safari is that none of the plugins that I'm going to recommend tonight work on Safari, while nearly all of them work on both Firefox and Vivaldi. So um, on the topic of Firefox, I want to re-emphasize that Firefox is made by a nonprofit charity that relies in part on donations. So if you can afford to do so, I suggest donating money to Firefox by going to donate.mozilla.org and supporting them. And I'll try to link to that directly in the chat while um, we're, on, we're on the break. Um, I also want to emphasize that if you're still using Google Chrome, that as of this recording, Google has implemented a new tracking technology called Flock, designed to do even more tracking of you than even before. And I'll link uh, to a link about that in the, in the live chat again um, during the break. I, I can't do it while I'm talking to you all. It's too many things at once. So I can't emphasize enough that if you care about your privacy, that you, if you're using Chrome, switch to another browser today, like maybe right after you're done with this webinar. But enough with that, <laughs> let's talk about settings. Um, so let's talk about Firefox and its protections uh, that it has built in. Firefox has a number of built-in protections for keeping people safe and secure. Even, even without needing to change uh, any settings or use any plugins. I want to mention the various protections briefly because even though we're going to talk about Firefox specific terms, um, these are going to be applicable to most of the, of the web browsers we're going to be talking about and it helps to understand how they work and how it, they keep us safe online. So, uh, I'm, I've listed them up on the presentation, but if you're just listening to, the, let's say, the podcast, uh, these protections are HTTPS everywhere, Firefox monitor, tracker blocking, fingerprint protection, and something called uh, total cookie protection. Uh, HTTPS everywhere ensures that your connection to a website is encrypted. This Encryption is what lets you know that your ISP, so your internet service provider, whether that's your mobile provider or your home internet provider, or anyone who's, let's say, on the same Wi-Fi as you, they're not able to watch what you're doing on the web. Um, without HTTPS, uh, anyone on the same Wi-Fi can pretty much spy on you, and so can your, your provider. So if the uh, connection, so with this setting on, if the connection is encrypted, Firefox will warn you and say, oh no, the, the uh, connection isn't encrypted. Do you still want to do this? Um, we'll talk a little bit about, uh, we also talked about uh, encrypted connections in our VPN episode, and I'll try to link to that. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about VPNs later. Firefox Monitor will look for accounts that you've saved in Firefox in the password manager and let you know if your account has been hacked and that you need to change your password. Um, we did also talk a little bit about this in the past in our webinar on securing your accounts. Um, tracking blocking is a feature that disables a number of online trackers. Essentially, trackers are little programs that live on the internet and they spy on your activity. But we'll be going into more depth on trackers uh, in, in a moment, so I don't want to talk too much about that. Firefox also has implemented uh, what they call fingerprint protection. Um, it's a little bit technical, but browser fingerprinting is a technique that allows a website to determine who you are just by figuring out 
what web browser you use, what kind of computer you're on, et cetera. Um, we're not going to talk too much about fingerprint protection, but just know that fingerprinting is just another way of tracking you online and, and uh, that Firefox has some protections against it. Um, as of February of 2021, Firefox has implement, introduced uh, total cookie protection. I think they actually changed the name and I think I used the new name later on in the presentation. It's a new tool to protect your identity and private information. And we will be going into some depths about that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, trackers and ads. Um, before the web, most advertisement was kind of one way. <laughs> If you opened up a magazine and you saw an ad or you saw an ad on broadcast television, the advertiser made a guess as to who their audience was and served the same ad to everybody. And that changed when advertisers uh, went on the web and they created what they were calling highly relevant ads. Um, relevant ads seem like a good thing, except that they're based on the idea that the advertiser knows more uh, just knows all about you. Um, the better they know, the, the better they know you, the better they can serve you ads. And that means they can make more and more money, which leads them to learning more and more about you through spying. And that has led to greater and greater intrusions into our private lives to benefit advertisers and the companies who advertise. And this is what many people, including myself, call surveillance capitalism. Uh, they surveil you, they watch you so that they can serve you ads. Another problem with trackers is that by tracking you, they don't, they don't just harm your privacy, but they also eat up your data and use up more computing power. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about ad blocking, but by blocking ads, you can also save your data, which can be an issue on, for example, mobile devices and save a little bit of uh, power on your your computer, which if your phone, you know, that's your precious battery life. So that's kind of important on mobile. Um, online tracking is how advertisers learn about you and they learn about your activities, not just on one website, but they like to learn about your activities across many websites. So if you're concerned about your privacy online, disabling trackers is a must. Um, luckily for us, um, Firefox already blocks many of them by default using a service called Disconnect. Uh, by default, just without changing anything, Firefox comes configured with tracking blocker enabled, but kind of on a medium setting, which blocks most tracking, but not everything. And that's because blocking everything can sometimes break a website or break its functionality. So for example, if if you're watching a YouTube video that's embedded on another page, sometimes with tracking blocking, that won't work. But we'll we'll go into that a little, in a little bit more depth about how we can tune the blocking on our website. Um, but uh, just know that that exists. Um, so uh, in the next in the next slide, I'll show you how you know when tracking block uh, tracking blocking is active. But uh, basically. Uh, you can see when tracking blocking is active by looking at the little blue shield. And uh, yeah, well, actually, let's just go there. So for those of you who can uh, see the webinar visually, um, you can see my settings. If, uh, if you see that little blue shield that's on the bottom, that's tracking blocking. Um, and you know that when the shield is 
uh, blue or purple, that it means it's actively working on your site. That means that it has found something and it has stopped it. Um, you can see my settings. Um, this is from my personal uh, web browser. So you can see it, they called uh, total, they've changed total cookie protection to enhance tracking protection. That's a, it's a new change. Um, and I have mine set to strict. Uh, it does warn you if, if for anyone who can read that, it says heads up, uh, this setting could, could uh, break certain websites. Um, I will tell you that I have not found that to be the case for me. It has not broken any websites that I'm on. But you know your experience of that um, might be slightly different, so um, you can you can always change that. And and again, uh, you'll know it's kicked in because you'll see the little um, the little shield will turn you know that blue purple, and that's nothing to worry about. That just means hey, I'm I'm here and I'm protecting you. So uh, let's talk about uh, do not track. I also recommend turning on this do not track for all websites. Um, when this is active, Firefox will send a little signal to the website asking them that you not be tracked. Um, unfortunately, it's just a request um, and not all websites, in fact, um, most websites don't and they are not legally required to actually do what we've asked. Um, they, they don't really care that much about consent. So since adherence to um, this request is voluntary, um, many websites don't actually respect it. Nonetheless, I think it's a good thing to turn on. It lets websites know that you'd prefer um, that you'd not be tracked. <laughs> so um, that's, a, that's a thing. <laughs> Let's talk about um, protection from maybe other people that live with you. So if you live with roommates or kids or people that other people that might be using your computer, you might not want the next person who uh, uses the computer to see uh, where you've been online. Uh, the easiest way to do that is by setting private uh, browsing. Private browsing means that whatever websites you do in those private browsing sessions won't be saved to your account meaning that you can't that you can visit websites that you may not want everyone to know about um, because the next person won't see it in your browsing history um, it will not stop your computer from being tracked by malicious websites um, it doesn't protect you from uh, this private browsing doesn't doesn't actually provide you privacy protection from the websites it just protects you from let's say the next person to use the computer um, so, uh, you can also, uh, these are my settings again that I have, um, uh, which is that I, uh, so I, actually I changed the never remember history to, uh, usually remember history, but then I will occasionally hit that clear history button and it will, uh, clear out all the websites that I've been to. Um, it also has this feature, um, when using the address bar, uh, it will remember places that you've been online and you can tell it which of those places it should remember and remind you about. Um, personally, I think that if you're the only person who uses the computer, you don't necessarily need to set this, but it is a good thing if maybe you have, again, kids or roommates or maybe some snoopy uh, people that like to snoop on you, um, you know, you can set this so that, uh, you know, they won't be able to see where you've been.
So let's talk about mobile. It's easy to forget about mobile web browsers. So don't forget to make sure that your uh, mobile browser is set up the same way as your desktop. Here is a screenshot of the Firefox mobile browser's tracking settings. So that's the settings we talked about a couple of slides ago. You can see they look nearly identical to the desktop version, and it only takes a, like a minute or something to set it. And you can see I've set it just to strict, just the same way that I did for the Firefox. So now that we've talked about Firefox, let's talk about setting up Vivaldi to do the same. As we talked about in our browser webinar, Vivaldi is a Chromium-based browser that has a focus on privacy. So to get to the, to the settings on Vivaldi, all you need to do is press the little Vivaldi icon and then click settings and then privacy. So these are actually my privacy settings in Vivaldi. We can see that Vivaldi has pretty good settings actually out of the box. The only thing to possibly change is that uh, by default, Vivaldi only, black, uh, only blocks trackers and not ads. Um, and their do not track setting is off by default. Um, you can turn that on if you like. I turn it on personally, though, as we explained before, most websites are going to ignore it. If we have roommates, uh, just like with Firefox, we might want to change the various history functions so the browser doesn't remember where we've been or what we filled out in the past. So let's talk about Vivaldi Mobile. After using Bromite for a while, I switched my Chromium-based uh, mobile or my Chromium-based web browsing on mobile to Vivaldi Mobile for Android. Um, and although I still prefer Firefox for Android, I now use Vivaldi for mobile. Um, for you Apple folks, unfortunately, Vivaldi is only available for Android at, at this time. Uh, and I'll talk about Safari in a moment, but um, this is Vivaldi Mobile, and you can see that the settings are pretty much just like the settings on the desktop, and they're pretty much just like the settings in Firefox, so kind of the same. Um, and uh, yeah, so this should be pretty easy, right? If you can do it on one, you can kind of figure out that some of the terminology is going to be a little different, but it's pretty much all the same. And with that, let's talk about Safari. Um, now, I am not personally an iOS user. So I had to borrow someone's phone for this, and these are not my settings, these were their settings. But let's go th through the same exercise uh, of going through the various settings, understanding what they mean. A lot of the terms here may seem familiar, but I think it's good to really understand what each of them do. Um, you absolutely want prevent cross-site tracking. It's similar, although not as complete as Firefox's enhanced tracking protection. Um, it's, it's not as good, but it kind of does sort of the same thing. If you use your browser and ever log into anything, you do want to leave cookies turned on. The person who has this browser uh, has told me that they never use this browser to log into websites ever. <laughs> and so they just have it totally turned off. Um, I guess if you have a web browser and you never ever log into anything, maybe that's a, a good thing to turn on, but most people do use their web browsers to log into stuff. Uh, let's talk about this fraudulent website warning. The fraudulent website warning is an interesting question of a setting, and we didn't discuss it in um, Firefox or Vivaldi, although they both have something very similar. Um, this setting is designed to prevent uh, phishing. And if you're not familiar with phishing, 
it's basically when someone makes up a fake website that's designed to look like the real thing. So maybe somebody has a fake version of your bank or PayPal or eBay, and they'll call it something like eBoy or PayPal, right, with two L's. And they try to trick you into thinking that they're the real website. And they, they do that so that they can steal your passwords and, and all your other information. Um, and so phishing is very bad. And turning, uh, turning that fraudulent website warning on is a very good thing to prevent you from getting in trouble. But in order for that to work, what Apple does is that they have to know where it is that you're going on the internet to check it against the fraudulent websites. So what they do is they have their own database um, that they can check it against. And then if they don't have it in their database, they actually ask Google, um, which is not ideal. Um, so I'm sorry, actually, no, sorry. Apple just has uh, Google do it, sorry. Uh, but then they proxy it through the Apple. So it's a little it's, it's a little bit like Apple's asking on your behalf. Uh, for Vivaldi, we know that they're asking Google directly. Firefox works a little differently. Um, they maintain their own list rather than Google's. But if you download an application like a program, uh, then Firefox will also check Google's list because a, a applications, you know, programs are sensitive and more problematic. So they really want to be sure. Um, it's a bit of a mix privacy wise, whether you should have this on or not. Um, you know, on one hand, you're going to prevent phishing attacks. But on the other hand, uh, somebody at Apple or Google or Firefox, um, the Mozilla organization will know where you've been. So it's a little bit of a mixed bag um, on whether or not that's something that you care about. So with that, let's uh, jump to plugins. Um, plugins are little pieces of software that kind of fit inside of an existing program to make it do new things or maybe make it work a little differently. Uh, the plugins that we're going to be looking at uh, tonight will work with your browser to help you be more secure online. Um, but before that, I want to give you all a little bit of a warning uh, about using plugins that you may not know, because those plugins might be really bad, uh, or they might spy on you. Um, and people actually ask me, can you give me plugins that I should avoid? And I, I can't do that. I can't give you like the 10 worst plugins or anything because there are so many of them. And so many of these sketchy plugins kind of come up and then uh, they disappear the next day. And so I, I can't keep up with that. But here are some tips for evaluating whether you want to download a plugin. So first, look for plugins that are well known and well used. If a plugin is brand new or only has a few reviews, uh, stay away from that. Um, any plugin, secondly, any plugin that does something like provide free VPN or free virus scanning or anything like that, just stay away from it. Um, these things cost money to run, which means that in order to be offering it to you, they're probably spying on you. Um, 
similarly, any kind of plugin that offers you free money or helps you find deals online, yeah, that is spyware. So uh, stay away from that too. I cannot emphasize uh, enough how important it is to stay away from sketchy plugins. Uh, plugins are extremely powerful and uh, that can be great, but they can spy on you too. They can disable security features in the browser, which basically means that they can uh, give your browser functionality. They can kind of take your browser and like let someone else use it in a, in a bad way. So it's worth it to be thoughtful and cautious about plugins. Um, <laughs> now that I've warned you about how terrible plugins are, I'm gonna talk about some plugins for that I use to protect my privacy and that can help you uh, enhance your privacy online. The first plugin that I want to highlight is Privacy Badger, and it's made by the Electronic Frontier Foundation. And if you'll indulge me for a minute, I want to talk a little bit about the Electronic Frontier Foundation, um, usually just called the EFF. Um, the EFF may be the single most important nonprofit organization when it comes to online privacy, freedom of speech, and security online. They're often compared to the ACLU because they do a lot of the same things. They, they defend people who've been accused of um, kinds of computer crimes. Uh, they mount legal cases to protect free speech online. They were active uh, fighting SESTA-FOSTA. Um, and they also provide educational material and even write software that makes the world safer, like Privacy Badger. So if you have some money um, that you're willing to give to charity uh, and you like charities that really make a difference, I highly recommend giving to the EFF. Um, and thanks for indulging me in, in that because I do think it's really important that we support um, nonprofits that, um, that help us keep us safe. So let's talk about Privacy Badger. Privacy Badger works by looking at your browsing habits for uh, looking for websites that are tracking you. It then warns you about them, or in most cases, it just kind of blocks them safely without you needing to do anything. Uh, Privacy Badger identifies new trackers automatically based on your personal browsing habits, which means that as new trackers come out, it automatically finds them and handles them. And I can't recommend Privacy Badger enough. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite plugins of all time. And it's available for Firefox, Vivaldi, Chrome, Edge, or Opera. Um, so it's pretty much available for everything but Safari. Um, the next one on my list uh, is uBlock Origin. Um, on this series, I've talked to you all about surveillance capitalism. I talked to you about it earlier, you know, when advertisers collect information about you and then they use that information to sell stuff to you or to sell to other advertisers or governments or other companies. Basically, they're collecting information to make detailed profiles about you. So while I don't personally have anything against advertisement, uh, if we care about our privacy online, then we also need to stop a lot of the ads from coming in because uh, the ads are watching us. And that's where uBlock Origin comes in. uBlock Origin is an ad blocker, which means that it will stop ads from reaching your computer. 
That means you won't have to see them or deal with their privacy invasions. Uh, uBlock Origin works by having lists of advertising websites and locations online, and those lists are updated regularly. In addition to lists, if you find an ad that isn't blocked, uh, with just a few clicks, you can block the ad yourself. Another benefit of uBlock Origin uh, is that it comes uh, with an ad blocker. Sorry, is that blah, blah, blah. Ah, a little confusing. Uh, which is that with an ad blocker, the web itself looks a lot more calm and easy to read. Uh, there are no flashing ads, there are no distracting ads, there are no scams or pop-ups or pop-unders or any of that stuff. And as I mentioned earlier, um, ads take up precious bandwidth, uh, which can be an issue on your mobile device, or they'll take up your precious battery life. Um, so. Uh, while you're browsing the web, these ads are eating away at your data plan and your battery life, and having uBlock Origin will help with that as well. The only downside uh, is that I've seen is that every so often I'll find a website where ad blocking, uh, it'll be detected, so it'll say, you're using an ad blocker, and, uh, or, and then it won't let you through, or it'll say, it'll just break the site's functionality. Um, when that happens, all I have to do is click disable ad blocker on that specific site. And this happens to me maybe once every two to three months. So not super frequent, but not, not unheard of. But I've been using uBlock Origin for years, and it's really not that common that I've run into this problem. And because of that, I highly recommend uBlock Origin. Uh, uBlock Origin works on Firefox. Vivaldi, Chrome, Chromium, Edge, and Opera. So let's talk about, oh, clear URLs. Um, so clear URLs is a plugin that, uh, so before I do that, most of you have probably clicked on a link that, that someone has sent you maybe in an email or a text. Uh, and you'll often find that URLs are really long and they have um, just, you, if, you, if you bother looking at the web address, you'll see kind of a lot of information in there. Uh, a lot of the information in those URLs uh, has tracking information. So it's tracking who sent it. So for example, if an email comes in from, a, from an advertiser, or sorry, from a, let's say an advertising campaign, it'll have the and have personal information about you in it, which means that when you click on it, what you're doing is is kind of confirming that information to the the web server, to the, the company. And unfortunately, if you then send a link to someone else, uh, it's tracking them and it's connecting them with you. So what clear URLs does is it removes that tracking information from web addresses and that stops you from being subject to the kind of tracking in you know emails or instant messages um, and i think just as importantly as protecting you because it is very common to send links to other people those people could have privacy issues around maybe something about you so for example um, maybe you choose to have a kinky friend or a queer friend or some kind of connection 
uh, with a with a person that maybe it wouldn't hurt anyone to know that you're their friend, but maybe it hurt them to know that you're connected with them. So maybe you're an out kinkster, but they're not. Um, these kind of tracking in URLs actually, and by URLs I mean web addresses. Uh, that should that should have made that clear. Um, can hurt them. So I kind of think of clear URLs a bit like um, wearing masks during COVID. You do it because it protects you, protects you, but you also do it because it protects other people. So uh, clear URLs uh, is a um, a uh, a uh, plugin that I recommend. Um, unfortunately, I have lost the slide on Firefox uh, multi-account containers, um, so I'll just talk about it. Uh, Firefox multi-account containers is a plugin uh, made by Firefox that creates a little box around your web browsing. I talked about it in uh, earlier Keeping Secrets as a way of separating out your kink browsing from your vanilla browsing. A lot of the privacy aspect of containers is now built into Firefox itself with their total browsing protection. Um, but uh, multi-account containers still has one uh, big trick up its sleeve, which is that it lets you be logged into the same website from multiple accounts uh, without linking them. So let's say you have an account on, uh, let's say you have an account on Google. If you log into Google, well, let's say you have two accounts, right? Let's say one kink account and one vanilla account. If you log into Google with both your vanilla and your kink accounts, uh, Google is going to ask, is going to link the two. It's going to say, oh, uh, Jane Doe, uh, or sorry, Jane Smith is also Spanko 512. But if you use uh, containers, you can have one um, container, one web browser, little mini web browser logged in with your vanilla account, and you can be logged in as Jane Smith, and then another container um, where you're logged in as Spanko 512. Um, containers don't really have any downsides other than you do have to remember to use it. Um, Frankly, you could get the same and probably better functionality or at least uh, easier to use functionality just by using two entirely separate web browsers like running Firefox and Vivaldi at the same time. Um, and sometimes that's easier to remember. But if you just want to run one web browser, you can use uh, Firefox multi-account containers. One downside of multi-account containers is that unlike the other plugins that I mentioned, um, this one's only available for Firefox. There is a similar plugin for Chrome-based browsers, and that would be Vivaldi, Chromium, um, Microsoft Edge, which I do not recommend, and Opera. That one's called Session Box, but it doesn't have all the same features as uh, multi-account containers, and I don't think it's a good substitute. So that's my last uh, plugin tip. Uh, before I wrap up, uh, I want to talk a little bit about VPNs, proxies, and Tor. Uh, many people use a VPN plugin or VPN software on top of their browser to aid in their privacy. We covered VPNs extensively in the VPN webinar, um, and I'll, I'll try to link to that. Basically, all the episodes are on the Dating Kinky Learning Keeping Secrets uh, website. 
Um, a VPN will hide traffic from your ISP. Uh, it'll also obscure, uh, it'll also hide your physical location, which can be useful. But a VPN on its own won't protect you from trackers and it won't help you if you're logged into a website. Uh, VPNs can also interfere with things like streaming or video conferencing. So I can't, I can't recommend them uh, for use all the time, um, but you can check out the VPN webinar for a lot more information about VPNs. So <laughs> with that, let's wrap up and do a quick summary. I recommend Firefox or Vivaldi as browsers uh, with uh, Firefox or Safari for you iPad or, or iPhone users. Uh, remember to turn on enhanced tracking protection to strict and to check your history and do not track options. For plugins, uh, be careful about taking any plugin that gives you free deals or uh, that lets you pay in rewards. For plugin, uh, plugins that I recommend are Privacy Badger, uBlock Origin, and Clear URLs. And um, if you've done all of that and you want even more protection, uh, consider an additional layer of security, uh, such as a VPN. And with that, it is now time for a word from our amazing sponsor, Dating Kinky. So take it away, Ryan. Hi, everyone. Um, thanks, Pierre, uh, for another uh, wonderful uh, presentation. So I'm Ryan. I'm I, um, known as the producer slash Guy Friday here at Dating Nikki. Uh, I work under our wonderful fearless leader, uh, Miss Nookie. Um, and, uh, you know, this, uh, this episode of Keeping Secrets, it's one of the uh, 14 or 15 uh, webinars we have uh, airing every month. Uh, you know, most of them are you know, kind of like monthly recurring. We have some, um, you know, we mix in some one-off episodes uh, here and there as well. Um, but, um, you know, it's all part of the uh, kind of dedication to sex and kink education and kind of building a community that we want to uh, provide. Uh, because uh, you know we at Dating Kinky are you know both as it in the name says a we're a dating a website but we're also a um, a sex and kink education site so uh, you know providing this kind of um, you know uh, education and uh, communal area of learning uh, is uh, quite important to us so um, we realize that you know not everyone is. Um, you know, we appreciate everybody and these episodes are free to uh, join us live for anyone who can. But given that uh, amount of content we are putting out there, we realize not everyone is going to be able to join every episode live. Although we have a few who uh, you know go for that, that perfect attendance gold star. Um, so what we do is we record all of these episodes and we, um, we put them in our uh, on-demand library. Uh, and... Um, that is a, a benefit for our uh, plus members. So, you know, what is a uh, what is a plus member? So glad you asked that rhetorical question, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> I always appreciate you know the prompting. So, um, we have we are um, so we we have a plus membership option. So 
we actually have a free membership option too. And, um, you know, so as I talk about the, uh, the dating site specifically, um, people can sign up for a, a free dating account and kind of enjoy all of the benefits of, uh, you know, messaging and, and you know, mingling and, and all, all of that stuff. You know, we don't do upsells on our dating sites, uh, you know, in the sense of I was calling upsell like, you know, some kind of push notification of like, hey, so-and-so is checking you out you're on your profile or sent you a message and if you want to open up that message uh it'll be or find out who that person was it'll be 9.95 like we no this this site doesn't do any of that uh so you know i guess you can have a totally thriving um you know account uh, you know as far as uh you know dating connecting things like that um but you know as uh, but uh, if you are interested in becoming a Remember, we do have some additional uh, bonus features, and um, one of those would be uh, we're right now in the last throes of testing our app. It's, it feels so good to be saying that after months of kind of build up and uh, developer uh, strife. So, um, and you know, we're going to be offering things like video and audio chats, like through the app, you know, among um, you know plus members, and uh, we have you know a whole suite of new. Uh, features that'll be in future development for, you know, to make that like a, hopefully a thriving and competitive, uh, you know, place for, you know, destination for people to be, you know, looking to meet others, you know, uh, via their smartphones, you know, because obviously uh, there's all kinds of apps out there. So we want to be one for specifically for, you know, non-vanilla people, you know, uh, to be, which I'm assuming many of you are. So, yeah, that covers the dating side. And then, like I said, on the sex and kink education side, we put all of these episodes in our on-demand library. Uh, we have, I believe, about over 250 in there currently. Most of them are uh, limited to people who are uh, plus members. We do make uh, a certain amount of them free. Uh, for instance, this series, because we consider it to be kind of um, – integral to you know people uh people's safety and um you know comfort level you know as far as like you know their privacy and things like that we actually do this one make, make this one freely available to anyone you know so i'll put that link up at the end of where you can find um all of the previous episodes but uh also on the on-demand front we have nookie's written uh if you for those of you who don't know miss nookie is the founder of our site she has been a kinkster for 30 years and a educator for about half that half that time so she has written eight to nine books that are in our library on topics like uh, communication and um femdom she wrote a book on you know which is our title dating kinky on kinky dating uh she's written one on anal play uh she just recently wrote one on cuckolding because uh, that's something she uh uh you know, she practices in her uh primary relationship so um you know, we have all kinds of uh, awesome education stuff. Uh, we have some online kind of like take-home classes. Like, you know, just speaking of anal play, like she has created like a whole kind of like program of, uh, you know, called Learn to Love Anal that uh, we have a recording for. So, um, you know, you can be doing, you know, some, if, you know, anyone who's curious in that or, you know, does, uh, you know, engages in that practice in their their personal life, you know, you can have, have something listen along to lessons to, you know, or exercises, you know, to make yourself even, you know, yeah, acclimate or reacclimate. So, uh, so let me put up um, some of the details for this. Um, 
we have it's currently uh, 99 for one month uh, for you know month by month. But if you uh, buy in bulk, you can get um, you know, some nice savings. For example, uh, if you sign up for a year, you, get, you can get forty percent off that uh, sticker price. So um, there's some of the related links to this. Uh, if we have any, I know we have some plus members in the chat. So if you are one, feel free to give us a shout. You know, I see. Cause, but I see uh, Lady Lilith and uh, Fun Monkey and oh, hey Fitness, I see Fitness has joined us. So and Kismet. So yeah, uh, feel free to give a shout if you're a plus member yourself. So um, yeah, that's the uh, that's the spiel. That's that's tonight's uh, word from our sponsor. And um, I should also mention we have our uh, our virtual community uh, Air Meet where people can. Uh, mingle and you know kind of a collection place to chat with each other we're also going to be there in there next weekend for our june power exchange event i'll put that link up in a bit and i can i can actually uh also mention i believe we are exploring uh doing a discord so we have discord people uh you know realize that's coming and i know discord has you know some risks to go. We're kind of mulling through that. And, we, you know, Nookie and I might be, you know, calling on uh, Veer's uh, <laughs> expertise to make this the, the the shiniest, safest Discord it can be. You know, so more to come on that. You know, we haven't, um, we haven't, we haven't, we haven't, we haven't, that's not official yet, but something we're looking at as another, um, another, you know, possible communal place for people to mingle. It actually has some, Complements Airmate in some way because it's more chat based and Airmate's more, uh, you know, person to person conversation based, whether audio or video. So, anyway, uh, that's that's my spiel. So, um, let's see, let's, let's jump in to see if there are any. Uh, I was I was looking to see if there's any questions at the top. Uh, oh, okay. So, I grab one from a little bit. Oh, uh, well, there was one question at the very top. Um, and you actually caught me. I was I was doing something a little bit behind the scenes, um, but uh, where's where's that one? Okay, okay. Uh, well, while you're you looking those up, yeah. actually, yeah. just before before we jump into Go. questions, I yeah. want to talk, I want to promote uh, next month and then the month after. Yeah, so uh, next month we are going to be doing a, a one that I'm really excited about. Uh, that is shopping while kinky. So, what are the issues that you should be considering? Um, when you want to buy your kinky stuff, your toys, etc., um, and uh, or maybe you're considering selling your your toys, etc., um, and then the month after, so that would be uh, August, uh, we're going to be doing uh, kink and the cops. So, what do you do when the cops come, let's say, knocking at your door um, uh, because they've heard exciting? fun noises, but they don't know uh, that they're supposed to be exciting, fun noises, and uh, you don't really want them to start um, you know, getting into your stuff. Uh, how do you maintain your privacy um, while uh, navigating that situation? So uh, we'll be talking about um, um, kink and the cops uh, on in August, and again, shopping while kinky um, in July. So I'm really excited for both of those. And I really hope that uh, everyone here um, comes and joins uh, us for that. So um, with that, <laughs> questions. Okay, so 
Uh, Dave asked a light one right at the top. Yes, is it called Vivaldi because it's a derivative of opera? It's not a derivative of opera, but it was founded by the former one of the um, founders of opera, one, a former CEO, um, and I unfortunately don't remember his name. But yes, that is the the lineage of of Vivaldi. All right, nice catch, Dave. Um, all right, uh, Little Bird asks uh, just to check because I think I might have missed it or it went over my head. In order f to be sure people are on the same Wi-Fi network and can't see our hist and can't see our history, do we just copy the settings in the screenshots? Sorry, so so if they're on the same Wi-Fi, uh, history isn't an issue. It's uh, it's. You can use a, a let's say a, um, a VPN to to obscure your traffic. So, for example, um, you know, let's say that you're at home. Um, it is theoretically possible for for someone to sort of snoop on all the Wi-Fi traffic. So you can use a VPN to prevent that. Um, history is just your browsing history is only to protect someone. Like let's and people don't really do this much anymore, but. Like when I was younger, uh, we would have the family computer and everybody used the family computer and, um, you know, you'd, you'd know everybody's browsing history because you'd look at history and then you'd see that um, uh, your dad, uh, in my case, liked certain kinds of uh, adult entertainment. And while it was fine i didn't really want to know and uh for us kinksters um i think uh, if i had a kid i definitely wouldn't want them to uh know what kind of uh, porn i looked at so uh you probably just want to turn that off if you're in that situation on the other hand if you just have personal laptops and you're not living with anybody um, that doesn't know you're kinky it's probably not an issue Okay, um, and uh, Alucard asks, uh, what is Chromium? Uh, sorry, so we talked about that in the uh, browser uh, webinar, and you can uh, look at that at the um, Dating Kinky Learning Keeping Secrets with Virkato, a link that both you and I posted, and I suggest watching that whole webinar, but Chromium is the sort of the foundation that Chrome is made from, and it is also what Edge uses and what uh, Vivaldi uses. It's basically this kind of core technology that a bunch of these web browsers are based on. All right, I just put that um, that earlier episode, I guess, BPM browsers tour and more uh, into the chat. Okay. Um, uh, no, that oh, that one would have been um, that that would have been marches, um, oh. and there I'll. I'll pick it up. Uh, but, well, you can just go oh, there. It's, no, no, it's no, I'm sorry. It's, no, it's, it's browsing, browsing through browsers no, you're, one, you're right. You're right. and this is browsing through browsers two. You're right. There it is. Okay. So the second one, the second link I put in is the, the one you want for uh, a Chromium expansion. All right. Uh, I think that was all the questions I saw in chat. Does it, was there any chat? Feel free to let me know if there's any I missed or, or we can do a last round. Um, Oh, if I download Firefox, do I do I delete Chrome? Uh, that was a uh, if you download Firefox, it does not delete Chrome. So you can have both. Uh, I do not recommend using Chrome, but you can have you can have lots and lots of web browsers. Uh, 
but I do see some additional questions. So uh, I can uh, yeah, we, we Little just, Bird. Yeah, we just got okay. one more. Go ahead. Yeah, so Little Bird asks uh, another question. I often come across profiles and websites like FET, which say something along the lines of, quote, you do not have permission to use my information. Is it something with, that you would suggest people do? Um, so, so that's really a legal question. And I am going to say, I am not a lawyer, and this is not legal advice. Um, that doesn't really protect you. I mean, it, it certainly makes your desires clear. That by, comes out of a long history on FetLife of, of, a, of some researchers sort of going on FetLife, collecting a whole bunch of information on people's, you know, on people's uh, let's just say, kink interests and using that to compile a study. Um, and people started putting that on their profiles on FetLife to say, to sort of a protest of that. But it doesn't hold any legal weight because, frankly, the researchers didn't have the right to use it in the first place. So, um, if they cared about, you know, consent has to be given; it's not implied. Um, but it, it doesn't actually, you know, protect you. But certainly, it makes your uh, makes your position abundantly clear. Um, so, next question, uh, me asks, and it's not me asking, but me uh, is asking what browsers do I use? Um, well, I answered that and uh, I personally use Firefox and Vivaldi. Um, and um, I use another one on another computer that um, I don't recommend. So I'm just going to say I use Firefox and Vivaldi. And of course, I also use occasionally the Tor browser. Um, but I don't have an iOS device. So I don't use Safari, um, but I use Chrome. Sorry, I use Firefox and Vivaldi. Uh, and then Snicker asks, would you consider derivative browsers to be safe, such as Pale Moon and Waterfox? Um, that's a great question. Um, I think we have to know which, which derivative browsers. Um, my main concern with them is that they're not, they don't get the same attention and inspection as you know, real Firefox does. I think they're probably safe depending on which one. So for example, um, so I don't, I don't know Pale Moon, but I know Waterfox uh, is made because it was designed to keep this is going to get really geeky. Uh, it was designed to keep old plugins from old from a long time ago working. Um, it's probably okay. Um, there's another one called IceCat um, that I know is okay, but uh, I think it's it's probably safe to to I think it's safest not to use those um, and just to stick with. Um, with the, the upstream, so that would be Firefox itself. That's the safe, that's my safe answer, um, but it would depend on which derivative, and that gets really, really tricky uh, beyond what I can talk about, I think, in, in this general audience discussion. Okay, so Snicker I see has Snicker is writing yeah. more, but uh, and then I think I think if that's the probably the last question, oh, Ice Weasel, Yes, uh, I, yes, that's right. Ice Weasel. I thought it was Ice Fox, but you are you are correct. Um, I think there actually was. Um, hold on, I'm going to type that into. Uh, 
No, there's also, sorry, so Ice Weasel yeah, used to be the default on Debian, and there's also one called GNU Ice Cat, um, which is similar to Ice Weasel, and uh, it's also available. Um, those are both, uh, this gets very, very geeky, but yes, Ice Weasel and Ice Cat are probably safe, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm, we, we, there are so many of these derivatives that it's, it, it, you know, I already covered last time I did a browser survey, essentially, I covered 12 browsers. And I think that was, that was enough to, to, to bore most of the audience. And so, uh, I didn't feel like boring them with even more, <laughs> if, if that makes sense. So, uh, if they're, you know, last call, uh, for for questions um, before we uh, wrap it up, but I think I think we've covered a lot today, and I'm, and again I also want uh, to emphasize that if you do email me veer at veercato.com, uh, or you can email me on FET, uh, then oh, please you know if you have questions or thoughts, just you know ask me, and I will try to cover them either directly or in uh, future future webinars. But here's the. Um... Actually, I didn't have the email in there, but there's um, there's Veer's FetLife uh, profile and website. Uh, oh, so. Thank you so much. Yep. Thanks so much, everyone. Okay. Uh, let's so let's everyone give Veer a uh, round of applause for another wonderful uh, hour of uh, knowledge dump. You know, we we, uh, we received so um, we you know, super appreciate. Um, yeah, this is probably we did a three part mini series with us last summer, and this is I think. Um, maybe episode like eight, I think he's done with this, for this new series. So, you know, basically had him for about a calendar year and we're, you know, super grateful. Um, and yeah, many, we look forward to many more uh, episodes, episodes to come. So really appreciate it. I'm going to hit uh, stop on the record. Um, and